Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Former Pope Benedict criticized for not doing enough in abuse cases. Lula begins tenure in Brazil as Bolsonaro flees to the U.S. And towns evacuated in Northern California storm. It's Monday, January 2, 2023. I'm Anthony Davis. Pope Benedict is rightly credited with having been one of the 20th century's most prolific Catholic theologians, a teacher pope who preached the faith via volumes of books, sermons and speeches. But he rarely got credit for another important aspect of his legacy, having done more than anyone before him to turn the Vatican around on clergy sexual abuse. As Cardinal and Pope, Benedict pushed through revolutionary changes to church law to make it easier to defrock predator priests, and he sacked hundreds of them. He was the first pontiff to meet with abuse survivors, and he reversed his revered predecessor on the most egregious case of the 20th century Catholic Church, finally taking action against a serial paedophile who was adored by Pope John Paul II's inner circle. But much more needed to be done, and following his death on Saturday, abuse survivors and their advocates made clear they did not feel his record was anything to praise, noting that he, like the rest of the Catholic hierarchy, protected the image of the institution over the needs of victims, and in many ways embodied the clerical system that fueled the problem. In the years after Benedict's 2013 resignation, the scourge he believed encompassed only a few mostly English-speaking countries had spread to all parts of the globe. Benedict refused to accept personal or institutional responsibility for the problem, even after he himself was faulted by an independent report for his handling of four cases while he was Munich bishop. He never sanctioned any bishop who covered up for abusers, and he never mandated abuse cases be reported to police. But Benedict did more than any of his predecessors combined, and especially more than John Paul, under whose watch the wrongdoing exploded publicly. And after initially dismissing the problem, Pope Francis followed in Benedict's footsteps and approved even tougher protocols designed to hold the hierarchy accountable. Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva was sworn in as Brazil's president on Sunday, delivering a searing indictment of far-right former leader Jair Bolsonaro and vowing a drastic change of course to rescue a nation plagued by hunger, poverty and racism. In a speech to Congress after officially taking the reins of Latin America's biggest country, the leftist said democracy was the true winner of the October presidential vote when he ousted Bolsonaro in the most fraught election for a generation. 
Bolsonaro, who left Brazil for the United States on Friday after refusing to concede defeat, rattled the cages of Brazil's young democracy with baseless claims of electoral weaknesses that birthed a violent movement of election deniers. Democracy was the great victor in this election, overcoming the most violent threats to freedom to vote and the most abject campaign of lies and hate plotted to manipulate and embarrass the electorate, Lula told lawmakers. Lula, who was behind bars during Bolsonaro's 2019 inauguration on convictions that were later overturned, delivered a veiled threat to his predecessor. Although Bolsonaro's Florida trip insulates him from any immediate legal jeopardy in Brazil, he now faces mounting judicial risks related to his anti-democratic rhetoric and his pandemic handling after losing his presidential immunity. Lula accused Bolsonaro's administration of committing genocide by failing to respond properly to the COVID-19 virus that killed more than 680,000 Brazilians. Residents of a Northern California community were ordered to evacuate ahead of imminent flooding and evacuation warnings were in place elsewhere in rural parts of the region on New Year's Day after a powerful storm brought drenching rain or heavy snowfall to much of the state, breaching levees, snarling traffic and closing major highways. Even after the storm moved through, major flooding occurred in agricultural areas about 20 miles south of Sacramento, where rivers swelled beyond their banks and inundated dozens of cars along State Route 99. Emergency crews rescued motorists on New Year's Eve into Sunday morning, and the highway remained closed. Crews on Sunday found one person dead inside a submerged vehicle near Route 99. Sacramento County authorities issued an evacuation order late Sunday for residents of the low-lying community of Point Pleasant near Interstate 5, citing imminent and dangerous flooding. To the north in the state's capital, crews cleared down trees from roads and sidewalks, and at least 17,000 customers were still without power on Sunday, down from more than 150,000 a day earlier. Near Lake Tahoe, dozens of drivers were rescued on New Year's Eve along Interstate 80 after cars spun out in the snow during the blizzard, the California Department of Transportation said. More than four feet of snow had accumulated in the high Sierra Nevada and the Mammoth Mountain ski area. The rain was welcomed in drought-parched California. The past three years have been the state's driest on record, but much more precipitation is needed to make a significant difference to the perils of climate change. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world. 
all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes.